when it comes to the transfer of the entire business, when an event happens, a sale to a third party, a death, transferring the business to the management team or the children, the spouse really needs to be involved. Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition. Uh, we've been talking yesterday and today. You and I have had some conversations, John, mm-hmm. about what happens when our when our business clients kind of you know don't uh, don't think everything through, aren't able to get enough planning in place, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, someone told us we were having sort of these morbid conversations, but it's really important (laughs) to talk about contingency planning and the what ifs because there's so much at stake here. So uh, that that reminded me of a scenario with a business owner that I worked with several years ago. And uh, she was a very savvy business owner, very thoughtful, and she had uh, successfully built and sold a couple of businesses and I came on scene as she's with her most recent business it's growing it's profitable there are a lot of employees she's just really really an excellent business person and uh, and really quite thoughtful and and actually kind of naturally inclined to plan because she had seen again and again the real benefits that she got from kind of thinking into the future and putting action steps in place. So the work that I did was really in kind of thinking through bringing other top level people into ownership of the company. She wasn't really sure what she wanted to do with the business, whether to take the whole thing and sell it, or maybe to transition more ownership over time to the top management people. And she kind of wanted to leave those those uh, doors unlocked and and kind of wait and decide, but really thought that there would be a benefit either way to having the top managers participate in ownership. This is a lot of kind of, you know, aligning everyone's interests, Mm -hmm. getting everyone focused on growing business value, things like that. So we did a lot of work to kind of work through who are those people, what's a good and, and sort of thoughtful and effective way to bring them into ownership got a lot of that done we included contingency planning in that effort well you know if you're going to bring these other people into ownership we did talk about okay well you know what if something happens to you what would you like to have happen with this business where do you see it going Mm -hmm. how will your how will your family be affected and so we do all of that planning and we get a lot of it in place and we think that we've really actually done a pretty good job on the contingency planning side what if you die Here's what will happen with the ownership. We've talked it all through with the top managers. They're all on board and everybody's very excited and we implement. Well, maybe a year or two go by. It wasn't that long. And 
her spouse calls me up and lets me know that this business owner has passed away unexpectedly. So there was an accident and she was killed and so no one saw it coming. There wasn't an illness or anything. So no time to prepare. Uh, very unexpected, very tragic. And uh, now we just have to rely on the planning that was already in place. And the spouse had gone into the offices, found the documents that we had put in place, was kind of generally aware, and had really had to kind of educate himself. By the time he called me, he had read through a lot of the documents and there were some summaries included in our written plans and things like that. And said, you know, here's my understanding of what's in place and what's going to happen next with the business. This is a very smart guy, so it turns out he's pretty much got mm -hmm. it right. But the part that we, I found that we had completely missed in doing all of this very thorough planning was that we didn't talk to this business owner's spouse or family when we put all of these things mm. in place. We didn't let them know what was going to happen. She didn't even tell him where to find any of these documents or summaries or outlines or resources. You know, so this was a spouse coming in, dealing with a lot of grief. Uh, there are children involved. There's all of these employees. This whole community is very upset by this business owner's death. And the spouse having to come in and try to piece it together and figure it out on his own. And I realized that that was, uh, that was something that we had really left undone. And that I had I, if I had it to do again, I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. go exactly the same path. I would have brought the family, at least the spouse, into the picture. There really wasn't anybody who had the information that they needed to kind of manage the process if the business owner was, was going to be completely gone. So documents were good. Mm -hmm. Legal arrangements were mm -hmm. good. Um, uh, employees and managers knew what was to happen, but there wasn't anybody to take charge, and the family did not know. And that was really a problem yeah. for them, and I, and I regretted not having taken those extra steps. And, and the lesson that I learned in that case was to make sure that you've communicated planning. Doing planning is really not enough. Mm -hmm. Communicating the planning decisions that have been made We've talked about this before, at the right time, to the right people, communicating it in the right way, leaving written explanations as well as having verbal conversations mm -hmm. is really important to the success of a plan. Because had this spouse not been as astute as he was, had he not thought to go in and find the, find the documents to find my name and number, mm -hmm things could have been yeah. very much more difficult. And I know you've had situations with, with uh, clients who have maybe successfully planned for, mm -hmm. an, for uh, a contingency event and it's gone really well. And you've had clients who have not planned and, and things have gone maybe not as well. Mm -hmm. and, and how did you address these kinds of things in your practice? Either those situations where you get into a contingency mm -hmm. kind of event, a death or a disability, or a situation where you're able to plan for it so that you've covered all of those bases. What was that like for your clients? Well, a couple of things. The first thing, a lot of owners, when, you're, when we do exit planning for owners, they're going to say, well, my wife, my husband, my kids, they're not involved in the business. They don't care about they the don't business. Care. It's my deal. Very we don't have to keep them apprised of mm -hmm. what the heck is happening. 
that, when, when we deal with the operations of the business, the day-to-day stuff absolutely is the case almost all the time. Not all the time. Sometimes the spouses are involved. But when it comes to the transfer of the entire business, when an event happens, a sale to a third party, a death, transferring the business to the management team or the children, the spouse really needs to be involved because Mm -hmm. that is a decision that directly affects the spouse and the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. And so it might be fairly high level just so that they have a good idea of what it is, where documents are kept. And again, part of our planning process, we have a process that does that now. Right. That where we can find all of the documents, not just the exoplane documents, but all of the important documents that relate to that person. Yeah, they need to all be together. And and they're all together. So that is really a a beneficial thing. And I I have to say I was probably guilty of okay, you don't want your, your spouse doesn't need to be involved, okay, we'll move on. Well, Me I too. soon learned that in a family transfer scenario, that was always a terrible idea. Agreed. But it, at least from an awareness standpoint, I think your point's really well taken. We need to let the, at least the spouse know what's going on. I had a situation that was similar to that in many ways. It, we had done, uh, as part of the planning process, we had two brothers and probably in their 60s equal co-owners of a successful company and we did a buy-sell agreement for them mm-hmm. fully funded it with life insurance and let's say the business was worth a million dollars I don't know what the actual value was anymore so we had five hundred thousand dollars of insurance on the life of each owner owned by the other brother well sure enough one of the brothers died we had a fully funded buy-sell agreement at a fair market value, and so Brother A, who was the survivor, paid $500,000 to Brother B's estate and mm-hmm. in return got the ownership of the company. Case closed. Thought everything was, you know, oh boy, we did a good job, everything was done right. Well, about four months later, Brother A, who was a client uh, of the law firm that I worked, uh, was, was a partner in, calls up and said, you know, I've got a real problem on my hands. And I said, really, what's that? He said, it's well with, with my brother's wife. And I said, what's the problem? Well, she got, didn't she get the $500,000 of proceeds? Yes, she did. So what's the problem? Well, she said, you know, I've got $500,000, but before my husband died, we were living on at least $250,000 of income every year. That's gone because he died. Mm-hmm. We had S distributions of $100,000 or $200,000 a year every year. That's gone, and all I've got is this $500,000. Buy-sell agreement worked perfectly. Didn't take into consideration the ramifications of that transfer of ownership, not just on the owner's lives, but on the lives of their spouses and maybe other family members. Right. So one thing that you learn, we learn in exit planning is to, as we've been talking about all along, is to take this broader view of the consequences of an ownership transfer. It's not just your client. It's not just you, business owner. It's the business, it's the key employees, it's your family members, it's the other owner's family members. We have to at least consider that, uh, weigh perhaps the consequences, and then 
choose to deal with it or not. I agree. Yeah, and and this is uh, in any number of cases. If if we want to think through what are the consequences of selling ownership and retiring, mm -hmm. same same mm -hmm. issues arise. If we want to think through a a an unexpected death or a disability, even. Uh, in which a business owner is not able to participate in the business anymore. What are the consequences for the family? What are the costs that are likely to be incurred? Uh, I know of another owner who, you know, after a, after a disabling event, you know, had, you know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of renovations done to their house in order to yeah. make it wheelchair accessible. These are things that people need to think through and say, okay, in any of these potential scenarios, retirement, death, disability, um, mental issues, slowing down, getting old and tired, deciding we don't want to do this anymore, uh, finding a buyer, not finding a buyer, mm -hmm. what will the consequences be for myself, my family, my employees, maybe my customers, maybe my community, any kind of, any kind of uh, group or individual or entity or charitable organization mm -hmm. that's going to be affected to think all of those things through. Mm -hmm. So I will say to circle all the way back to my client who died unexpectedly, one of the things that I maybe could have done differently, uh, their, her spouse was able to connect with a competitor to the business who was a friendly competitor. So they, so, uh, they knew each other well and knew each other's in you know, businesses well, we're in the same industry, and the competitor agreed to help the spouse of the deceased owner mm -hmm. kind of work through the process of implementing a lot of the things that we had put in place and making a few decisions that just hadn't been made or we didn't realize would come up. Mm -hmm. And so had we maybe realized sooner, I, we probably would have identified who that person should be, uh, asked them if they'd be willing to step in, mm -hmm if something happens to this business owner mm -hmm. and on what topics and for what reasons and with what outcomes. So I think there were some maybe kind of instructions or, or conversations that could have been had that really would have smoothed things out mm -hmm. for this spouse who had quite a lot to deal with after yeah. the death of the owner. And it would, would not have cost anything. It wouldn't have, that particular part of it wouldn't have, wouldn't have required any new agreements or contracts or anything like that, but it just would have been communication and conversation and it would have made and it would have made a significant difference oh, yeah. so in planning after that you know we did a lot more of that kind of thing and well I think with better outcomes fact, today in our exit planning process business continuity instructions not just the transfer of ownership but you know what happens after the business is transferred right. who do we contact what do we need to do that's all part of the exit plan process agreed it should all be yeah. in place in a complete exit plan so so even if i mean even if your client is thinking of i'm gonna i want to sell to a third party on friday uh which won't happen quite that quickly it might take a year or more we still are we want to deal with that loose end yep do some emergency regardless. action planning yeah. Uh, you know, you do disaster planning in your business all the time. We have it in our business. We have disaster recovery plan. We have, we know what we're going to do if, if, uh, something happens, you know, if there's a terrorist attack or if there are, um, uh, if something, if there's a big weather or climate event, if, you know, there's some electricity difficulty or, uh, anything like that. So 
it's important to carry that kind of planning through all aspects of the business ownership and the family so that we can be more complete. Yeah. You can don't have to do it all at once, right? Yeah, but do it, you in know, it doesn't take time. And if you do it once, you're a lot, you want to review it occasionally, but right. if you just do it one time when you're doing the rest of your planning, mm -hmm. it's a pretty simple thing to do. Right, I agree, updates are yeah. easy. So in the, at the end of the day, it turns out that's why we plan. We plan so that we can get yeah. better outcomes under any circumstances, right? That's why we plan. Thanks everybody Thank for listening. You. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit ExitPlanning.com.